Well, yesterday I started off scurrying about to make some calls uh, before and during a drive to a meeting I had yesterday morning. And the rest of the day kind of stayed much the same. Uh, just before dinner, some of the members of my family were commenting on what a beautiful day it had been. And I realized how absent I had been for a good bit of it. Though many of my days are quite crowded and with activity, as I'm sure yours are too, um, this not noticing isn't standard behavior for me. I needed to be more mindful And for me, that equates to being prayerful. I would imagine that as religious liberals, most of us here have been to a public event at which we have heard an invocation or other prayer offered by someone who either doesn't understand what it means to be respectfully inclusive in such circumstances or whose faith position wouldn't allow them to amend their prayer practice enough to include those from other traditions represented by the general public. There are definitely ways, times, and places that these things ought be addressed. And then there are ways and times and places I think that ill-advised. That in itself is a long conversation and not what this morning's emphasis is on. Um, We can get pretty caught up at times in reaction to the practices of others and throw the baby out with the bathwater. And if any of you kids don't understand what throwing the baby out with the bathwater means, you can ask some trusted adult to explain it to you. Um, Seems to me that with some frequency, I mentioned that there are things we know exist that we cannot see. Bees and butterflies can see colors that we cannot see. You know, what antimatter and black holes and and, uh, all kinds of stuff I don't have a clue about. (laughs) Couldn't if I spent the rest of my life chasing it. So there are sounds we cannot hear that exist. Dogs and Cats and mice and bats all hear higher frequencies than we can hear. And elephants and pigeons can hear lower frequencies than we can hear. There's energy everywhere always being affected by energy everywhere in subtle ways. And in not so subtle ways. A great deal of the time we don't see energy moving I mean if, if, if it's there are a lot 
of kinds of energy we don't see moving. Anyway. The times that we can, we have to be very intentional and attuned to notice. There have been theories in quantum mechanics that suggested simple observation may alter the physical form of things waves to particles. Stuff we don't generally see anyway. And even if the theories don't hold up or haven't held up, I don't know what's current on that either. We know that energy affects everything. Attention. The simple act of observation, attention, could possibly bring things in to a state that they don't exist in otherwise. Intention requires energy. Attention requires energy. Focus takes energy. Relaxation changes energy. So if we move our focus regarding the prayer in these public places or regarding prayer altogether, away from the discomfort and the challenges of differently minded people, persons What do we find? There's an author that a whole lot of women like to read. I'm not sure about the guys uh, named Anne Lamott. Are there many men that read Anne Lamott? <laughs> she's, she's very good. A progressive uh, political activist, public speaker, and she teaches writing. Um, so anyway, she wrote a book about what she calls the three essential types of prayer. Yeah. Help, thanks, wow. That's the, that's the title. Help, thanks, wow. The three essential prayers. What does it do to us? So if everything is going to the brink of unbearability, instead of, instead of starting to fill the pressure cooker grow, if we in our anguish cry out, God help! It shifts something.
we know if, like Miss Susan was talking about with the jars, if we approach things with an attitude of gratitude, a lot of things look a whole lot better. If we can remember to notice the things that are good about our lives, even in the bad times. And wow, that's about wonder. That's about a connection. That's about presence. So those are Anne Lamott's three. Help, thanks, well. None of those hurt anybody. There are a lot of uh, things on the internet and sermons apparently from lots of other traditions and instead of help, thanks, well, they have give me, oops, thanks, and well. I mean, I think help kind of covers give me and oops. You know, one one is I want and the other one is uh, I, I messed up. If we need forgiveness, that's asking for help, isn't it? Whether we need it from ourselves or other people or from something that knows us better than we do. A deeper part of our lives than goes on between here. But pretty much the different subdivisions cover the same things. But, you know, I, I feel sure you've heard it before, but the idea... Prayer doesn't change God or whatever that is for you. Whatever is greater than you. Whatever it is that we are all a part of and connected by. Prayer doesn't change that. Prayer changes me. Prayer changes oneself. Prayer changes my energy. We don't talk about it a lot here. We're a lot more comfortable talking about meditation, using those words, pulling from practices other than Christianity and perhaps Judaism, because we don't have the same kind of baggage with those practices. But I'll tell you what, you know, though it's not going to change the saints' score. You know, I don't think it will change the IRS's mind. If energy is affected on subtle levels by every action, every thought, every movement, every uh, temperature change, every breath, if all of these things affect everything around us, 
Why is it so hard for us to think that maybe our intention and attention on something that we can't comprehend, moving beyond our thoughts, whether it's through meditation or prayer, Prayer somewhere for me between conscious thought and meditation. It's an ordering of that energy. Anyway, why is it so hard for us to think maybe that affects things too? The first part of the prelude, um, We Pray, was written by a guy who's a, who grew up Unitarian Universalist back east. Name Nick Page. Um, he does concerts all over our denomination, all over the country, and he aches because the language of a lot of his stuff isn't welcome in very many of our environments. Why is that? Is it that we're such in such reaction to the things that other people are doing that we can't find our way to the stuff that serves us? One does not have to move into magical thinking to recognize the potential for positive energetic effect from such a practice. And I submit there is scientific reason to believe collections of those subtle energies can significantly shift larger things. If you want to look at who's growing, Think about it a little bit. When was the last time you prayed for this congregation? Have you ever? Is it anything that you would consider doing? I don't know. You know, we've got a social activist coming next week and a Buddhist coming the week after that. I figured it was okay. to challenge us a little bit. You know, the, the late Maharishi Mahesh Yoga, the founder of transcend, the transcendentalist meditation movement that the Beatles made so famous. Um, I heard about it when I was in high school and I uh, started a practice of it a number of years after that. But anyway, he used to take groups of his uh, more advanced meditators to parts of the world where there was great conflict and have them meditate and then evaluate whether it had any influence at all on what was going on. The wars did not end. But they cataloged shifts in the decreases in the intensity and reductions in the number of deaths 
And, that, and you know, we can make data say anything we want, right? So you, you're going to do with that what you will. Um, that practice has served me really well, the transcendental med meditation practice uh, over the years. And so I, I put some stock in what Maharishi taught. I can pull out quotes from Buddha, Thich Nhat Hanh, Mahatma Gandhi, C.S. Lewis, Deepak Chopra, Muhammad, Confucius, Edgar Cayce, Pima Children, uh, any Christian author in the country. And all of them are going to tell you that meditation and prayer change things. We get to decide how we feel about that. We get to decide what we do with that. But if it's been a while since you've even entertained the idea of a prayer life, I would like to invite you to incorporate that with your gratitude jar or with your morning ritual or with your drive time. Throw a few words in your mind out to something bigger than you. And see if it doesn't start to change something for you. 